1: Learn more at marines.com. Hey, this is Keith Jones, the new president of hockey operations of the Flyers, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie.
0: the snow the goalie the only flyers podcast the people's podcast the players podcast prognosticators podcast pedialyte podcast presidential podcast the pterodactyl podcast the only flyers podcast i'm russ joy at joy on broad that's anthony sanfilippo that, at aunt san philly
1: that was very bare naked ladies of you right there was it do you never do you ever hear their alphabet song where they yeah, try they, and, it's, where they it's try all the and, silent letters it's, it's all, all that's yeah, all the yeah. words that yeah all the silent word mm-hmm. you know silent letters Yeah. So that's why I said when you called it the pterodactyl podcast, I mean, it was technically a a alliterative, I guess,
0: (laughs) Yes, pterodactyl
1: pterodactyl. Uh, that's great. So
0: we're, we're here and, and the real reason and the people who watched on YouTube and, uh, and Facebook and like sat through our 11 and a half minutes of nonsense before what goes into the podcast feed can attest to, um, we We made a promise earlier this week that we were going to do a show to kind of recap or react to what was in the Dan Hilferty interview. And to give you guys an idea, before we put that show up, we talked about, all right, do we do we just stick around after the interview and then do a recap in the same episode? And we're like, well, that's going to go like at least an hour and a half or it could be a two hour episode. And I know that when I'm in my podcast feed and I had like, I had 70 plus episodes that I was behind on because of vacation and because my brain no longer lets me listen to things at two and a half speed and write at the same time, I don't know what happened. I've like lost part of my magic ability. Um, When I see a two hour podcast, I go, no, no, we're good now. So I deleted a bunch like shows that I've listened to 300 plus episodes of. I'm just like, Nope, I can't do it. So here we are. I'd rather listen to a shorter one. So hopefully you, you agree out there, Anthony, I have to say, I wish I shaved my head. I wouldn't have to worry. I mean, this I I wore a hat before just to try to calm it down and it looks like it worked. You got your big beautiful headphones on there. You bute Bundy is you look like Bundy a manchichi
1: right now, Russ. Like you a know what, what? the manchichi is? Damn, I know what a man a manchichi? Manchichi. This oh, goes to show, show my age and your age as well.
0: What the hell, man? <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> that looks like a like,
1: but the commercial Russell, just so you know, was "Manchi Chi, oh Manchi Chi, tiny, soft, and cuddly." Oh. So I mean, it kind of describes you, right? I mean, come on. Uh, now. I guess so,
0: Yes, <laughs> <You laughs> silly goose, you. All right, this show's already gone off the rails, and I want to cry. All right, <laughs> uh, let's let's dive into what's going on now, And As the the episode title demonstrates, informs the people, it might seem insane to think about it. But training camp for the Philadelphia Flyers is in 2 months, almost to the day. Yeah. And there are a lot of things that are still going on behind the scenes. Uh we we touched on probably the biggest thing, the biggest potential thing that could happen. I think it was two episodes ago where we talked about the Hockey Canada thing and like, you know, Carter Hart and uh, you know, one of the things that I think we can kind of dive into here is this team appears to have a lot of contingencies. And and I want to be very clear, as we were a couple of weeks ago, we are not, we are not saying that Carter Hart is part of the Hockey Canada investigation, the, the, the bad people who did bad things. But this team, it would appear from the perspective of many, were building themselves contingencies, one, for if he were involved, or two, if they had an intention of trading him. They, drafted Koz- or they, uh, they signed Kozlov. They drafted drafted two goalies. Uh, They acquired, uh, what's his name? Pedersen Peterson from the Kings. That's not necessarily what a team that believes they have their long-term netminder in place goes out and does traditionally. That's a lot of goalies to add to the system. As we stand here, or in your case, sit there on July 21st, 2023, what are the odds that you would give Carter Hart being in net on opening night for the Philadelphia Flyers? What are the odds? Give me a percentage. Let's go percentage.
1: Well, that's a tough answer, Russ, because, again, a lot has to depend on the what comes out from, from Canada because if he's not involved, it's 100%. He's in net opening night. So? Uh, barring so? b- barring an injury. I think at this point I don't think teams will make the trade right away. I really don't. I think that there's a possibility that that, you know, it will happen, but I don't think I think where we're at at this point you're you'll be a month out, it'd be kind of late summer trades aren't a thing really usually in hockey. I mean, I guess anything can happen, right? I mean, maybe the circumstances create a whole different scenario. Um but uh, uh, if he's, you know, I think it's, I think it's a hundred or zero at this point, right? Depending on well, that, that, that's what totally happens. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, okay. So.
0: so the the reason that I ask it like that, and the reason that I think it it's probably something that is worth asking, is because, all right, if if we go back a, a month and a half, month month and a half, maybe two months, even around the trade deadline, we knew that there were multiple teams that had at least inquired about Carter Hart's status, about his availability. And as you reported, I th- I want to say it was about six weeks ago. There were multiple teams that reached out to the Flyers with you know conditional offers. You know, if he is cleared of any wrongdoing, this is our offer. If those offers remain, right? If they're still out there, is there a possibility that somebody could look to execute a trade before the season again? Yeah, I mean, sure, anything's possible, right? I mean,
1: but I think that. I would say that there might be other contingencies that were in those offers and those other contingencies could have been pending when this thing was released as well because the NHL didn't announce that it was going to make it, you know, put it out there and say that they're going to do it later in the summer until after those conversations were being had initially. Right. So, so there was no, there was no news from the league. And so I think these teams were making these offers for Carter Hart with the contingency A, of course, that he's not tied up in it, but also B, under the assumption that the league report might get out sooner rather than later. And as it turns out, it didn't. So I, I think that there's um, a very real possibility that those teams have, have really just slammed on the brakes on any offer. And at this point, it's going to be like, all right, even if he's good to go and he's able to play, we got to we we've already made other arrangements you know, this is probably something that's going to have to drag into the season as opposed to being done in August.
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: Just yeah, that's, that's why I, that's why I say we're two months out and I, I you know, a lot can, can happen between now and then, but the longer this goes. And I do think we're, if I had to predict when the NHL is going to put that, put this report out, I think it's going to be next Friday, uh, a week from today. Um, could be the following Friday. It's I'm pretty certain it's going to be on a Friday. um, so you get the friday news dump um and i believe uh nfl training camps open next end of next week right Mm -hmm. you can hide it behind that a little bit yep right so it gets kind of lost further in the shuffle um so yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of what i'm thinking
0: russ with, with that so yeah I'm trying to come up with a percentage. I think it's like forty percent. Well, it's a, it's hard to say
1: because you don't you don't really know, right? And mm-hmm. it, you don't know the level of involvement um if if he's involved, and if if you know, depending on what that is, what does a you know will the league suspend these players? Will they have it, to?
0: Well, yeah, they but
1: w- at what level? You know, depending on your level of involvement, are you a hundred? You know, going to be suspended? suspended indefinitely are you going to get 20 games are you going to get 10 games like what are you going to get you know I mean that's so there's a lot of there's a lot of things that can that you know that are so unknown still that it's really really hard to, to give yep. an answer you know that's yep. other than zero or 100 yep. I mean it's, it's hard to come up with anything other than that
0: mm-hmm. so I just put 40 percent because they say I don't know I figure if there's a chance that he's part of it then that obviously makes it zero. And if not, but there are other teams that might look to add a netminder before the season, then there's a good chance. I don't know, good chance that he's gone because of that. By the way, what was the name of the goalie that you corrected me on? Kolosov. I thought I said Kolosov and you said Koslov. No, you said
1: Kozlov is what you said. Mm, did I say Kozlov? You did. You want,
0: Cosmos can you, can you, Moon.
1: Can you rewind? I can. I can, messages, I can. I can actually. Like, I can rewind. actually. I can
0: actually go over here. This People, is like, what's someone. That? Someone, what's... someone,
1: by the way, asked to see what a manchi chi looks like. They wanted it up on the screen.
0: I'm not putting it on the screen.
1: You're not going to put it on the screen. Okay. okay. So I screen. would. I would have. I have no control.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 Just say. I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Here we go. Um, I like this though. So I, I threw this out in the comments really quick. What's the the percentage that you would give Carter Hart being in that opening night? Eric says 100. Matthew says 100. Um, without the report, it's a hundred. Jake, eighty-five percent. Boomer. Okay, boomer, says ninety-nine percent. Um, this is a good point, And I think we kind of dove into this, but like Matt Stevens says, I hate to say it, anyone involved should lose their careers. I think that what'll end up happening, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm very much of the thought that based on the details that have already come out about the incident, um, I could see the league just looking to throw indefinite suspensions on all these guys and maybe even having to go the reinstatement route like a Mitchell Miller mm-hmm. is my thought because it's worth it's worth the headache, the headache, and I would be very careful as I do quotes, air quotes. It's worth the headache of them having to deal with agents and attorneys on getting these guys reinstated than to look as though they're not taking it seriously enough and just let these guys play, or whatever ends up happening. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, All right, we have some other questions that are in here. So Carter Hart, his status, potential trade, all that. We've put that off to the side. I want to get to Sean Couturier. You and I did a show a few days ago that I believe airs next week with Hunter Brody on his show, and he brought up Sean Couturier. And about what is it that we can expect from Sean Couturier this upcoming season? And, and how much does that really change the math for the Flyers? What does that do to change their floor, we'll say? Does it, does it give them an extra two or three wins? Versus if he weren't there, does it give them more? You and I, I think, are on similar wavelengths. But where do you stand right now? If Sean Couturier is back, and we say 100%, as in he's fully the player he was before the back injury, what does that do to the flyers chances of, of doing anything of, of real value? Or is it just like a marginal thing, like a one or two win bump? Yeah. I mean, it's a smoke, that's a slight bump, obviously.
1: I mean, you're getting a, uh, you know, former Selkie trophy winning player, um, into your lineup. So, I mean, that you're, it's not like you're just adding, you know, a guy you're, you're adding a player that makes a difference. So I do think that there's, um, a, a bump from that perspective, but, you gotta you gotta look at the bump that he provides and say, well, how much have they, how big of a hit have they taken by losing two defensemen, right? I mean, especially a guy who played on your top pair and you haven't replaced him, um, and then the other defenseman you lost while he wasn't great was still, you know, a point producer on the power play per se. You know, in, in D'Angelo and. And so you, you take those guys out of the mix. Um, how much of a downgrade is that? And I think that you're probably got more of a downgrade from getting rid of the defenseman than you do a bump in, you know, adding Couturier. And even if you add Atkinson into that conversation as well, adding the two those two guys back, yeah, they might score a little bit more, but they're going to give up more goals too this year, right? Yep. And then of course, you know, we we're coming off of the conversation about the goalie. Um, you know, without Carter Hart, you're probably playing Peterson the most. Um, mm-hmm. I know everybody's going to say, well, what about Sam Erson? Well, Erson would be the other guy and would get a good number of starts, probably split time. But you're still talking about playing Peterson more than you, you ever thought you would have. And so you would look at those guys and say, okay, we have a downgrade on defense, a downgrade in net, um, even with an upgrade offensively, uh, we're overall probably still not a good team and and, and da- probably were right around where they were last year, if not worse.
0: It's interesting because like I, I look at it and I go, all right. Uh, and, and there's actually a, a comment over here that that's probably worth looking at. Geo on Facebook says the Flyers should have a captain this year. You know, the, the big thing last oh, year. He's he asking. Didn't... He's
1: not declaring. Oh, sorry. Should,
0: should. Well, there was yeah. no question mark. Should the Flyers have a captain this year? So last year it felt like the guy that fit the mold for torts was either going to be Sean Couturier or Cam Atkinson. N- neither of them played. They didn't name a captain the entire season. You go into this year and you go, all right. If you're the Flyers, do you throw to Sean Couturier this year and hope that he stays healthy? Do you put the C on Scott Lawton? Do you, con- you know, do you consider putting the C on Cam Atkinson? They they were reticent to do that last year, they didn't put that C on Scott Lawton. And Torts said last year, there's not going to be a captain. Now, I don't know if I believe him. I do think that there's a chance that. Oh, I do. You really think that they're going to go the season without a captain? Like I, I I think that more as he wants to see somebody in camp and at the beginning of the season, blow the doors off.
1: So really? So yeah, here's, here's what I will take from this. So last year, you only had, you no captain and Lawton was the only player who wore a letter. He wore an A he was, and it was one. One alternate captain. Um, I, I think this was a combination of two things. One, Torts didn't think either Kevin Hayes or Ivan Provorov was worthy of maintaining the A's that they had on their sweaters because of, you know, how he perceived their roles—not necessarily on the ice, but in yeah. the in the locker room. Um, and, you know, in some of those instances, we're talking about relationships, right? I mean, we know Provorov did not have the greatest relationship with everybody in that locker room. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, Hayes didn't fit the mold of the leader that he, that he wants for a rebuilding team. And the second part of it is probably because he wanted to think of Couturier and Atkinson as the other guys who could wear an A along with Lawton. I think those are the three guys that are going to wear A's this year. I think that there are, I think you'll have more than one A this season. I think you'll have three, but you're not getting a captain. And the reason being is because, well, you need a captain to kind of emerge from a rebuilding team. Um, and you know, right now it's probably Lawton, but there's no guarantee that Lawton is going to be on this roster beyond the trade deadline, right? I mean yep. um You know, so and for any of these guys, really, I mean, there's no guarantee that any of them are going to be here beyond the trade deadline. So you look at it and say, okay, why give a give? You know, something that again, I believe it's overblown, but that hockey teams believe in, you know, as being really important. You know, having somebody wear the captain C. Why give that out, knowing that you're probably going to have to re give it out again for the following season? And why give it out in a lost season? Look, like, there's been years where you've had it. I mean, um, go back. I mean, um, it was it. what was it? 07, 08, the Flyers. Um, Gator was their captain. Um, Jason Smith.
0: Jason Smith. Yeah, he was
1: here for yeah. one year. And mm-hmm. he was the captain for one year. And you kind of sit there and go, well, that, well, look, they did it then. The point was, was that team was viewing themselves as a playoff caliber team. And so if you are and you need somebody to kind of wear that C going into that playoff run, that's what you want. You want somebody like that. Right. Yeah. But if you're going to be a bad team and you're just not, you know, you're not going anywhere and they're very young and you're trying to find that identity, let it let it you know, let it come through the roster. Let it let something develop out of that roster and see who becomes the leader of those men going forward. And I think that that's why Torts is taking the approach that he's taking.
0: It, it is interesting. And the, the thing that I, I, I think is probably worth pointing out here, and like I'm looking at the comments, and I see all these people talking about Scott Lawton. And I got to say, Ant, if, if the reports were true about a, at least one team offering a first-round draft pick, even if it's a late first in this past draft for Scott Lawton and, and this team kind of rebuffing any kind of offer, if that's true, to me, that, that indicates that the coach and and the front office believe Scott Lawton's a high-character guy and somebody that they think is worth building culture around. And if that's the case, I don't see them trading him this year. And if that's the case, I think if there is one player, he, he hasn't had issues with being available, he hasn't had you know massive injury issues. If there's one guy who kind of fits the bill that you say, this is a safe choice, and you take all those things into consideration, Lawton is probably the lead horse, if there were one, if if there were one at some point this season. Now, there is one other thing about Couturier, which we're going to get to in a second. But first, a word from our sponsor on today's episode, Walking the Boards. Now, Anthony, I don't know. Did you almost forget know, about him, by the way? No, no, oh, okay. I just wanted I needed clarification from him on something. But Walking oh, 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 the Boards, does he want as a three we, and a half, three and a half minute ad read like you did go. the last time? Is that what it, it was is? Two and a half. It was two and a half. When oh, I was probably. being nice, it was the first time. walkingtheboards.com if you like the beach if you like the Jersey Shore then there is no other newsletter in this world that you should look to than walking the boards if you go over to walkingtheboards.com it's a free newsletter it has every bit of news and notes about what's going on in Ocean City New Jersey but I can tell you you opt into that you'll also have the chance to opt into shore cribs now I don't have the money for a shore house Anthony might I certainly don't if you do or you know somebody who is interested in real estate You can also opt in to Shore Cribs. That's where you'll get your notice and your updates about the real estate market in Ocean City, New Jersey. Now, have I talked to Kyle Scott, the founder of Crossing Broad, who founded WalkingTheBoards.com about, yo, dude, are you going to go into other markets? Is it just going to be Ocean City? Are you going to start touching on Avalon? Are we going to do a little bit of Wildwood action, some Margate, some Brigantine? I don't know what Anthony, Anthony, what's your favorite beach in Jersey? Go quick.
1: Haven't been on vacation in at a Jersey beach. I can't tell you how long. I used to go to CIO. I used, to used to go to CIO. Used to go to CIO. Used to go to Wildwood.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen. If if you like Ocean City, because we're sticking to Ocean City now, you're supposed to say Ocean City. And goddamn. All right, Ocean City. Then head on over to WalkingTheBoards.com. It's free. Again, it's free. There's no kind of nonsense. There's no like upsell. There's no hey, you want the the newsletter a day early here? You know, pay fifteen dollars. There's none of that nonsense. It's a weekly newsletter about everything going on in America's greatest family resort. Each week, Walking the Boards delivers directly to your inbox for free: news, events, food reviews, everything else you need to know about Ocean City. Nor'easter Nick is working with uh, Walking the Boards. He's great for local weather, by the way. They were doing a blind pizza taste. I saw that. They're going to be. I don't know if they released the video yet, but they're supposed to soon, and that's a lot of fun. It's already read by thousands of vacationers, renters, owners, uh, business owners. It's founded by Kyle Scott, founder of Crossing Broad. He and former Crossing Broad investor Mike Iredale got together. They launched what they're they're deeming Crossing Broad for the shore. And listen, don't forget, the guy that we had on the episode a few days ago, Dan Hilferty, he's going to be down in Ocean City. So if you're there on the 29th, you're going to see Dan Hilferty. You're going to see Gritty. They're going to be at Ocean City's Night in Venice parade. And when you're there, you can yell to Dan Hilferty. Yo, Dan, how you doing, Dan? I saw you had snow to goalie, the only Flyers podcast. And he'll say, I was. Maybe he'll even have merch. Because remember, Ant, like we clipped up on social media, Dan Hilferty likes to get out of his car on the bridge, knock on people's windows, and hand them a Flyers shirt. So I'm just saying, put a Flyers sticker or a magnet on your car. Maybe Dan Hilferty will get out and, and give you a hoodie. Who knows? All right? Anyway, big thank you to walkingtheboards.com. Go subscribe today. Description in the uh, Link in the description. All right, Aunt
1: can Nick. I? am gonna make a. I'm gonna make one last comment on walking mm-hmm. the boards.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm gonna speak directly into the camera so that I know that Kyle's when he's watching this ad and he sees it. Mm-hmm. He's a brilliant businessman. You know why? Because he knew he could. He knew having you read his commercial or read his ad mm-hmm. that he could pay for what the equivalent of a 60 second ad is. And get three times the amount of that was promotion.
0: That was in three minutes.
1: Because it's you reading it. Notice he asks you to read it and not me to read it. Because if there was an ad read that I had to read, it would be read in sixty seconds and we'd be able to move on and talk mm-hmm. about hockey again. But with you, we gotta get imitations. I love, we, we I, love the, imp- I, I love an rather-
0: impression. I love the fact that you have to complain about this. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it. I out, about I, get it. I love, sponsor. I love our working sponsor. working on other sponsors. And you're, and you're, here, and you're people but in the comments. Do. Can somebody please tell Anthony to just be kind? <laughs> be kind on a Friday morning. <laughs> All right, um, there, there's one thing I want to get into with this. But by the way, Aaron's checking in. Whoop. G'day from Australia. How's Couturier's health? It's a great question, Aaron. So now we've had people checking in from Helsinki, had people checking in. We had one from Sweden. We had Australia. I want to know where everybody else is. I think it's great. We're everywhere. And it's apparently it's 9.30 p.m. in Australia right now. Aaron, if you could get me some pirated episodes of, uh, of Bluey. I think it's like season 3C. Hit me up. Hit me up. It's a great show. Anyway. Um, and the, the big thing about Couturier, and, and it's one thing that people have thrown around, and I, I, I think it's worth consideration. If Sean Couturier comes back and improves that he's healthy, does it make sense for the Flyers to consider a trade? Now, granted, he has to prove. it. This is not going to be a, hey, he gets through training camp healthy, or like, hey, he gets through 10 games healthy. One has to think that the earliest you could possibly consider there being any kind of value for him would be around the trade deadline or next offseason. Do you think that there's a chance if he's healthy, improves health, that they will look to trade him, or do you think it's one of those situations they have to have their doors blown off to consider it?
1: No, I think that they would consider it. I mean, again, they want to go. They want to go much younger. They feel like they have the next version of Coots and Noah Cates. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it absolutely can, you know, consider it. I mean, and in, in fact, I'm kind of thinking that they're hoping that he comes back and shows that he can be that kind of player again um because then he has value right otherwise then you're just you just have another contract that you're stuck with for a player who's less than his value so i think both in both cases that you're looking both couturier and atkinson i think that they're hoping both of them get off to great starts and have you know great first halves of the season and and can really boost their value for the trade deadline for sure
0: we have people checking in. I just wanted to show you this really quick. Voorhees, California. Dr. Pangloss.
1: That's a little early out there, Doc.
0: It, that's uh 4 30 a.m.
1: Well, right now. If Doc
0: is really a doc. If Doc is really a doc,
1: could be could be working third shift. You're
0: right. Let's just hope that Doc's not doing surgery listening to us. Boy, would that be something. <laughs> could you're really a doc, let us what kind of doc you are.
1: <laughs> could you imagine him having that playing? You know how doctors like that. Or her.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not don't sure. assign a
1: gender to Doc. Oh, no, Doc, okay? you're right. It could be a female doctor. But yeah, I mean, they, they like that on to, YouTube. The surgeries, um, the surgeons like to have the music playing when they're performing their surgery because that's what you know, they're most comfortable yeah. doing, yeah. right? And uh, could you imagine if it was Snow the Goalie was what was being played while they were performing <laughs> surgery?
0: <laughs> I don't know how I'd feel about it, to be honest. Yeah. Just about, I will t- Here, I'll go back to our, to our sponsor for a second. The funniest thing that has ever happened with a podcast I've ever been on, right, is back in the early days of Crossing Broadcast, when it was me and Kyle and Adam Lefko. And um, we we got to a point where Kyle texts me one day, and he goes, dude, I freaked out. I was walking past the bathroom. His wife was in the shower. She was listening to the show. And my voice was what was on, on the show. And he's like, why are you in the, in the bathroom? And I was like, no, it's not me. It's very clearly not me. But anyway... It gave him a temporary, gave him temporary pause. He freaked out for a second. It was great. That's great. Good moment. Uh, All right. So, oh, whoa. Okay. Doctor, professor of physics and mathematics. I love this. There you go. This is great. That just goes to show you that it doesn't matter what your title is, how smart you are. You've still, for some reason, chose to listen to the OnlyFlyers podcast. Thanks, Doc. That's great. (laughs) I think it's fantastic. Uh, hey, Pashendi's in uh, Vancouver on vacation. How about that?
1: It's like Very being, cool. it's, it's the most American Canadian city there is. Vancouver. Is
0: it? You think it's so? It's beautiful.
1: It's a beautiful city, right? Out there on the water, right? But I've never uh, been. It reminds me a lot of of like a, you know, I don't know, Seattle, I guess is probably the closest comparison. I know it's the closest American city, but um, yeah, it's a really it's a cool city, but it's very not Canadian.
0: Wasn't it Jordan Wheel that was on the show and he talked about Vancouver and then North Van? Wasn't it North yeah, Van? North
1: Vancouver, yep. Was For what sure. he was
0: talking about? I would recommend. And this will eventually go up. Remember, I'm still going back and I'm trying to put all the old episodes up on the YouTube channel. But if you're in the podcast feed, go back and find the episode with Jordan Wheel where he talks about the guy drinking a beer out of a prosthetic leg at a uh, at one of the the one of his games early in his career. Uh, and He talked about Vancouver in that one. All right. So now we've we've not we've nailed down what the team could do with Carter Hart. We've nailed down what they could do with Sean Couturier. And now I want to know what your thought is going into two months from camp of where you think this team views Morgan Frost.
1: Well, they have to sign him, right? I mean, they're going to. They're going um, to. Haven't signed him yet, and that, you know it's it's probably a a sticky situation as far as what one side or the other wants at this point as far as mm-hmm. term. Um, I, I'm of the mindset that the Flyers look at Frost and go, okay, you had a nice second half of the season last year, finally showed a little bit of promise. You know, w- we didn't really believe in you before that and, and you know, good on you for, mm-hmm. for giving us that, but we're not ready to commit big dollars on a longer term deal he has to be willing to settle for a bridge contract which most guys his age are willing to do the question is how long is that bridge contract going to be and for how much and while I don't think that the numbers uh, as far as the salary are are probably something that's being debated at this point although I'm sure that there's probably a small like back and forth like okay we're close and we just got to get to that right number that we both agree on. But I think that the term is what's, is what's holding this up. Um,
0: what do you think I, the team would prefer? Do you think they'd rather go short-term, higher yes. AAV?
1: I think they'd rather go short-term. Mm-hmm. Whatever the AAV is, the AAV is. Like, like I said, I think, that they're, I think both teams are, or both sides are going to be kind of agreeable on the, on the dollar figure. Yeah. Um, but I think the team would rather go shorter-term because I'm not convinced that they are 100% convinced that Frost is going to be that guy. I think that they feel like he can be, Mm -hmm. but he's got to show it on a more consistent basis.
0: Where do you think they're going to come in on on AAV?
1: And do so, before I get to that answer, not only be more consistent, but do so uh, in games that have a little bit more meaning, a little bit more meat on them, and not just against bad teams, which he did a lot last year, or at the end of the season when it was obvious that the games really didn't matter. It was all a matter of showing what you can show developmentally, right? That's when Morgan Frost was at his best. But when the games were still kind of mattering earlier in the year, he was terrible. So I think that they're willing to give him an opportunity. I think they would like it to be two years, in all honesty. Um, and I would bet Frost, Frost's team might say three and I think that that's kind of a sticking point um, you know the number what would I what do I think it is I think it's probably in that somewhere between like two and a half two and a half million three million probably is is what I'm thinking where where he's mm-hmm. where he slots in and makes a lot of sense right you can get some value at that at that number too especially if you if you sit there and go okay here's a guy who um, is performing well enough that maybe other teams have interest, but we don't necessarily think he fits here. It's a contract that can be moved a little bit easier in this upcoming season. Not to say that they're going to trade him, but I'm just saying that you give yourself some flexibility and some opportunities um, with that, as long as you don't overdo it. Uh, so I do think that that's kind of what the holdup is here. Um, I'm not completely sold on Morgan Frost myself. Um, I mm-hmm. see that Eric Berkey is saying that he's not, and. And and I'm right there with you. And looks like Robert Hunton, same thing. So he's not there either. Um, uh, Matthew Stevens says it yet. Yeah, Frost's not that guy. I, I'm not there with him. I, mm-hmm. I think he he can get there. Um, obviously, we saw flashes, right? So there's the the game is there. The skill set is there. A lot of times for me, I think that what makes and breaks it makes or breaks a player in the NHL is what's between the years and and what's in the stomach. And, and that's what really comes down to. And, uh, I I think he's, I think he's got some smarts. He's got some hockey sense. I'm not certain he's got the, he's got the belly and the belly is that's that's where it really comes down to with a player of that ability. And so, yeah, I, I'd go two years with him and, and see if they can get that.
0: This is maybe worth taking a look at. Okay. So last year he had what? 36 points. I think it was 36, um, 46, 46, it was 46. Um, in wins last year, he had 21 points in losses. He had 15 as well. That doesn't add up, but that's what the flyers website says. So he, he scored more points for the team when they were winning. And it's not like this team did a whole lot of winning. Could you make the case as you look at it and say, you know what? If the cap goes up, and it's not going to go up dramatically, but we've talked about this a bunch. If the cap continues to go up and you had to sign him for three years, is a $2 million cap hit or two and a half or whatever, is that really going to be the thing that prevents you from acquiring a star player around the time that you want to flip the switch on this when Mushkov comes over or, or not? Now, I don't think it does. I, I think it's still more likely. He, he only turned 24 this past May. So he's not 24 going on 25, you know, in November. He's 24 years old. Yes, somebody has to score for a bad team. Totally get it. I don't think it's bad to take a gamble. If it's the difference between two and three years, if that's really what it takes, I don't think you look back on the contract and say, man, that was a horrible allocation of funds because the cap will go up and because the cap percentage that this contract would end up taking up is going to be even smaller. I don't know. That, that's where I'm at because there, there's a the chance, Ant, and you know how this works. Guy goes out and has a good season this year. Say he buys into Torts again, and he and Torts really hit it off, and you add a Couturier back to the lineup. You add an Atkinson back to the lineup. Lines change all the time. Say Frost finds his footing, and he goes out this year, and he puts up 50-plus points. And then the year after he puts up 60 plus, well, I would much rather have that third year locked in at two or two and a half. If he's coming off of a year like that, than to have him coming off a 60 ish point season, you go, we still don't know if he's got the top end ability or not. And then you're trying to negotiate a new deal. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone. It it could just be me, but I I don't see him becoming a guy that you're like, ah, this is a perennial phantom who had like a, a, a one year, decent season and, and like fell off. I just don't see it. I, th- I feel like the skills are there. And you said it's, it's in here. I don't think it's in here. I think it's here. Right. I think he's got all of, I think he has, I think he has the passion. I think he's got the vision. It's just about putting it all together. Maybe adding a little bit more to the frame. You know, I just, I don't see them regretting the deal. I could be wrong. Everybody clip this, you know, put down the date or whatever. And if, if in two years he's with the phantoms and, and, you know, we're all pissed off because they missed out on signing some huge free agent because of his like two or two and a half million dollar cap hit them. By all means, I'll come back and eat crow, but I, I don't see it. He's not, he's not risky to me. I don't think I could, be um, wrong, but but listen, the doctor of, uh, of mathematics and physics agrees with me. So we
1: got, well, that going. I, I will say this in games against teams that made the playoffs this year, this past mm-hmm. year, he had eight goals and 12 assists.
0: How many games point, is
1: that uh, you'd have to, I'd have to add it up, but I mean, okay. mind well, I mean, never mind. It, Don't
0: worry about it. Well, I
1: mean, I'm just saying it's, you had, so 20 of his 46 points were against playoff teams. 26 of his 40 point 46 points were against non-playoff teams. Um, I
0: could, it's not I could, bad, you, that's not a bad spread.
1: It's not. I mean, you know, eight, eight points against Arizona. I mean, that, that's a big number, right? That was sure. the team he scored the most against. And that was in two yep. games, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you, you want to go through Like, Boston, he didn't score a point against the Bruins in three games. Um, mm-hmm. Carolina, he had three assists in four games against Carolina. So that's decent, right? So that's seven. Uh, who else here that made the playoffs? Uh, but, but, but Colorado, two games. He had one point, so that's nine. Uh, no, nothing against Dallas, that's 11. Um, nothing against Edmonton, that's 13. Two points against Florida, that's 16 games. Uh, one point against the Kings, 18 games. One point against the Wild. 20 games. Two points against the Devils, 24. Uh, uh, Nothing against Nashville, it's 26. Um, One point against the Rangers, it's 29. Um, One point against Seattle, it's 31. Uh, Two points against the Lightning, 34. One against Toronto, 36. One against Vegas, 38 two against Winnipeg, 42 against Washington. So 44 games against playoff teams, and he had 20 points. So it's less than a half a point a game against mm-hmm. against, against, against playoff teams. Yeah. It, to me, that's, that's not showing enough yet. I mean, the, okay. the, yes, he got better at the end of the season. If you look at it by month – he gets better as the season goes on and so that's why you say okay there's there's still there might be something there but i tell you that the big knock on him has always been that he doesn't get he doesn't play well in the bigger games and you got to assume that the bigger games are against the better teams and you know there you go he's averaging less than a half a point a game last year against better teams I, that's why I, I want to wait and see. And that's why I think the Flyers are smart not to give him a longer contract, just to wait and see what,
0: what, what he get, what, what happens. There is a question about line mates, as Hunter brings up, which is something that you know, we kind of touched on there. But like you add a Couturier back in, you add an Atkinson back in, and these these lines are going to get shuffled. It is possible he'll play with better players and that he could rack up more points the team's also bad you know it's hard because on one hand we always come back to somebody has to score on a bad team and at the same time when a bad team is bad uh you're not a juggernaut you're not a three or four line team that can go out and actually put up points it maybe becomes a little bit easier to game plan against you so i don't know I, i feel like again very hard to come up with and and that's the shame is that it feels like every year it's we don't know what we have in morgan frost i just I don't know. I just don't see him being a total flame out after two years, but we'll see. We shall see. I don't
1: think he's a, I don't think he's a flame out. I just don't necessarily think that he's what he wants. You know, he's what they originally kind of envisioned him to be. And when you see what's coming with this team and, you know, what you're going to have, the question is, where does, where does he fit three years from now? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what you got to figure out. And, you know, He's got to he's got to prove over the course of the next two seasons that he can be a top six forward with the talent that's coming along. You know, when you're adding Cutter Gauthier and you're adding Mishkoff, like well, does Morgan Frost fit in with that group as as an as an offensive skill player in the top six? Because if he doesn't, then he
0: doesn't, and you and you move on from him, right? Yeah. So that's what they got to figure that... out. But in a way, like, it's actually kind of nice because they don't, I mean, you're, you're looking about two years down the line or three years down the line. If we knew for a fact that if Morgan Frost are asking for $7 million a year, this is a non-starter. If you're asking for four and a half a year, it would also be a non-starter because then I think it does actually matter. Then I do think that by year three, it, it really does. You're in stopgap years here as you're still trying to figure out what your team's core is going to be going forward into that contending window or that, like, you know, we're flipping the switch. I just don't see it being a, a mistake, but we'll see. Um, by the way, Aaron, one Snow the Goalie hoodie on its way to Australia. Like it. We like that. We like hope, that. I hope lot. it doesn't there take forever hoodie. to ship there. I'll keep an eye on it. Aaron, you can, you can send an email to snowthegoalie at gmail.com. I'll provide you your tracking info ahead of time. I'm actually interested to see how long it takes to get to, uh, to Australia as well. Um, all right. And I think for the most part, we should be in good shape. Um, this is a, an interesting point, though, from the doc. Remember Patrick Sharp? Blossoms a little bit later.
1: but yeah, well, we never we'll got see, a chance to blossom here. That was the problem. Didn't
0: blossom here. Yeah. Yeah. It's true.
1: Right. It's
0: true. Um, all right. I think that maybe we are in a spot where it's okay to wrap.
1: Well, we have to because I got to get rolling. Yep. I'm on my way to Cleveland.
0: <laughs> Does anybody ever actually voluntarily go to Cleveland?
1: I know. It's funny. People S- out there. Yes. Somebody, Anthony. somebody Anthony asked Anthony. me yesterday. They were like, I said, I said yeah, yeah, I'm going, to, going away for the weekend. I'm like, where are you going? And I went Cleveland. And they said, voluntarily. <laughs> <laughs> said, yes. Voluntarily. I'm going to Cleveland.
0: Taking my talents to, uh, to Cleveland. Yeah. T- t- uh, by t- the way, I know this will make you warm and fuzzy. There was a new five star review. Yeah, it was there. I didn't even look. I forgot. the. There look. was. And I know how much you love them. So here we are. Yeah. S. Guard. Five stars. Great show. First time reviewer, short time listener. Started listening during the lead up to the draft. Definitely makes it fun to be a Flyers fan again. I've been listening to old episodes, and you guys have had a pulse on this team for some time, and this offseason shows it. So thank you, S. Guard. Thanks, nice. man. That's a good one. That's a Very good kind. comment. Yeah, I like it. And you, you know how you could tell that it was early in the morning? I forgot to put this bar up the entire show. Although the people who are watching live know. You go over to youtube.com slash at snow the goalie to find every episode and you ring that little bell and get notifications so that every time an episode goes up, you'll be notified. I will warn people that there's a ch- there's a there's a chance this weekend that there's gonna be a bunch of episodes that are gonna go up, the old archived episodes if I can find some time this weekend. So if you get a lot of notifications I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe just silence your phone for a little bit. I might tweet out a warning to everybody, but YouTube.com slash at Snow the goalie. You can go find merch shop.snowthegoalie.com. You can be like Aaron. What?
1: Well, you be I'm, like just, Ar- what? I'm just thinking about this for a second, Russ. Like it's what? it's a riot because I, I always tell when you can and, and they can, the, the audience can tell this too. I can always tell when you're when you're in like this hustle mode where you want to get a lot done at once. Like mm-hmm. there's, you know, we have the group text with me, you and Bundy. We'll get a text there. You'll text mm-hmm. me privately separately. I'll get an I'll get a tweet. Um, where I'm tagged in it from Snow the Goalie. That tweet is then re-tagged. Then I'm, I get a notification that I'm tagged by Russ Joy. Like, mm-hmm. like all at once. It's, and it's all happening, like, within seconds. I'm like, he doesn't even give us a chance to reply. He just does. Right. He just gives, he goes just from do. one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. To the next. I mean, so, yes, yeah, so if you have time to put up episodes,
0: you should let people know because I know how you are. You'll, you'll do, like, everything all at once. They take a lot of time. They, they genuinely do. It's so dumb. To take an old image, like, to take the old logo... And to put it over top of the, the old episode, and then also do a DMCA verification to make sure that we didn't use copyrighted music, LOL. We did that like the first 15 episodes at least. To do that, clip it, render it, and then put it up, it takes so much longer than it should. It is an incredibly frustrating process, but I'm doing it because I love the listeners. And there are some people who just don't like to listen to podcasts. They'd prefer to let a, a playlist play on YouTube, and I'm here for that. I'm here for the people. I'm here for what the people want, Okay. And if you're in the case of Aaron and you're an Australian, you want a hoodie, you can order one from shop.snowthegoalie.com. By the way, if you like listening to podcasts, and if you are listening in the podcast feed and it's your first time, thanks for joining us, podcast feed, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. I think Stitcher dies in like a week or so. So if you're listening on Stitcher and there aren't that many people who listen on Stitcher, um, please subscribe to the show on literally any other podcast app so you don't miss out on what we do i guess poor stitcher i feel bad for stitcher um but anyway thanks for listening follow anthony on twitter at antsan i'm on twitter at joy on Broad. bundy is on twitter at c six he'll be back next week or like anthony and i have said lots of stuff lots of stuff going on lots of stuff going on we'll be able to talk about it at some point but for now that's it for today We'll be back next week with a new Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast. And like Eric said, safe travels, Ant. Thanks, Ross. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Out there to Cleveland. By the way, if anybody's going to the cake concert at the Man Center this Sunday, hit me up. Hit me up. Cake at the Man. I'm excited. You like cake? You like cake,
1: Ant? I told you I like cake. Yeah, you you I told you you were surprised. I thought you were surprised I'm a cake fan. I do. Yeah, you do. They were playing them at the uh, Phillies game the other day they had some cake going out, going on. Short skirt oh, long cake. short, short skirt yeah. long jacket was being played at the Phillies game. It's a great song. It's a great yeah. song.
0: Anyway, so we'll be back next week. Have a great weekend everybody and remember, go Flyers. Oh, by the way, the entire point of the episode to like go back and talk about the Hillford interview. We didn't do any of that. Whoops. Sorry about that, guys. All right, bye.